Hello and welcome back to the Dream Printing Podcast. My episode today is coming out a little late. I'm not sure if you noticed or not, but I certainly did. Um, I had an incredible weekend last weekend in San Diego for the dream planning weekend we did with Reve Church. It was incredible. Met so many incredible dreamers and saw so many dreams come to life, which was so much fun. But I came home to some sick kiddos and taking them to the doctor tomorrow. So I'm kind of in the thick of it with motherhood, which I say that because today's episode, funny enough, I'm airing an interview with an incredible mompreneur dreamer. And the conversation is all around how to raise big dreamers what that mompreneur life looks like, what it means to be bold and to be courageous and to dream big dreams as a mom. And Gabe is incredible. She is a um, an author. She's a dreamer. She's gone the self-publishing route. And we talk a lot about her journey of overcoming fear, stepping into her dreams, writing her book, what that looked like, the nitty gritty of that, and also what it means to cultivate a support system to help you actually bring your dreams to fruition, which I think is so important. So I really think you're going to be blessed by today's episode. It was amazing. And today, if you're listening late at night on Wednesday, or you're probably listening on Thursday, our Black Friday sale is happening now. Our early Black Friday sale. We have two Black Friday sales, actually. The first one is for all things printing over at Horatio Printing. We have a Black Friday sale happening. Our dream planners are on sale. You can get 20 to 40% off. The 40% off is only unlocked if you buy a bundle, so five or more. You can use the code GIFT40 to get 40% off either a bundle of five soap Bible studies or five planners. You can actually pre-order soap volume one because they're almost back in stock. The second Black Friday sale we're doing is for print school. It's a secret sale. So you actually have to apply for a spot in print school to get access to that secret sale. You can go to HoratioPrinting.com slash print school to learn more about that. It's an incredible sale and I'll just go ahead and spoil part of it for you if you're listening on the podcast. Um, Part of the sale is a free call, a free coaching call with your enrollment and plus other things. So make sure you go ahead and apply. That's only happening for a short time in the early Black Friday sale at Horatio as well. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey friend, do you love cracking open a fresh journal? Do you linger in the paper planner aisle at Target? (laughs) Me too. If you have a dream to create your own planner, devotional journal, or paper product, and you're curious about the printing process, timeline, and cost, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Dream Printing Podcast. I'm Polly Payne, CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I have sold over 45,000 paper planners and products around the world. Want to learn how I did it? I'm going to take you behind the scenes and teach you how you can plan, print, and publish your high-quality paper product. So grab your favorite journal, your favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get that dream off the back burner and into your hands. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Printing Podcast. Today, I have an extremely special guest that I'm excited for you to meet. It is the lovely Gabe. And Gabe is here today. We're going to have a little chat. She has accomplished some incredible dreams. And you guys know I love to dream big. And I love to peel back the onion and hear how you did it, what you overcame, because in order for us to step out and do those things and go beyond our limiting beliefs, 
and see progress on our dreams, whether they're big or small, um, we're going to come up against opposition. We're going to come up against hardships. We're going to um, have do things that are uncomfortable. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation and hear about Gabe's dreams. So before, without further ado, welcome Gabe to the show. Hi, Polly. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here to be able to chat. Yeah. So I already um, introduced you a bit to the audience ahead of time, but I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little more about your life and the day in the life of Gabe right now. Sure. Well, I am an online business and goals strategist who helps women turn their passion and purpose into impact and income all for the glory of God. And part of that dream came from learning how to go after goals alongside being a mom, because I became a mom a lot earlier than I had planned. Like my life did not turn out the exact way that I thought it would go at all, but of course it's sweet and I love it and I wouldn't change it for the world, but I have three boys. I have an elementary, middle school and high schooler, one about to be driving, which is crazy. We homeschool the older two. My younger is in a charter school. We are outdoors. People love hiking, running, we do play board games. So I don't know. We, I'm just love that I have a, the ability to be able to go after goals and help other women do the same, but also be present at home and to really build a strong family structure. So that's just a little bit about me. Sounds like you're balancing it all perfectly. Oh gosh. Every day <laughs> is so different, right? So some days I get it right. And most days I get it wrong, but it's okay. We're just a work in progress. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So let's dive into your dreams. And so, and also tell us a little more about like, peel back the onion a little bit on how you help people as this strategist. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of evolved over the years. Like sometimes I, I thought I knew what I was doing. Right. And then it's like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Or God kept leading me in different directions. And I had to be okay with saying yes to those directions. But, um, what I do is I really help people learn to dream again, like understand what does dreaming mean and how can I create a goal in the season I'm in? Because I think that's one thing that we miss is the fact that we need to be thinking about these things amidst our capacity and the season of motherhood or womanhood that we're in, because it's different, right? If you have really young kids, you're going to be in a different season than when you have kids who are a little bit more independent, maybe they're driving or like, I feel like I'm coming into a new season soon here because I will have a little freedom back, not a lot, but I'll have a little freedom back to be able to use that time in a different way. And so really knowing and understanding those things, and then to be able to create the time and the boundaries around going after those goals, whether that goal is something, just a life goal that you have, or it might be an online business, which I uh, do a lot of strategy in that as well. But what I've learned is that we can, uh, you know, go after our goals, or we can work our businesses around the time that we have, if we're willing to work in that time without having that excuse of, well, I just don't know how I'm going to get it in and stuff. So that's what I do. I help um, break down the big goal into smaller doable chunks and into different habits that you can do in order to um, get to that place that you want to get. Cool. I love it. You're speaking my language. Um, I love what you said about learning to dream again. That's so uh, needed. I think 
I've, I've come across that a lot in my space, even just with people opening up the planner and staring at the bucket list and they're like, uh, what do I write? You know, I remember, um, a woman walking up to me and just going, I don't know how to dream anymore. You know, I'm taking care of two kids. I adopted, I've got two older sons. Like, I don't know how to dream for me. I think it's so easy as moms to get lost and to forget how to dream either because you're too tired. You don't feel like you have time for it. You're numbing out on everything else, right? Social media and just whatever else you can do to, to relax. And we're losing our ability to dream. And also we're trying to be like safety. Like, I don't want to dream because then I might have the pain of a, a lost dream or a failed dream. Right. Um, so I think that's really important because our dreams are tied to our hope in the future. And like with no dreams, it's like, where's the hope? You know what I mean? Like, where's the spark? And um, I, I really love what you're doing, teaching people how to dream again, because it's, it's so critical. Yeah, it is. And actually one of a couple of my favorite episodes that you've done is where you sit with the planner and you walk us through the, the questions and how to dream and whatnot, because I think that's really important when we've lost it. Um, it's really hard to kind of figure out how to get back into it. And I really say journaling is a great way to do it, but that's where those planners can come in handy because I know I lost my dream when I moved into motherhood, which was quite sooner than I thought it was going to be. But the reason I lost it is because I put it on a shelf because I thought I had to, because I thought that's what we do as moms. We just sacrifice and whatnot. But what I learned in that, in the timing, like all the different years, I learned that my kids actually needed me to dream because that I'm their biggest teacher. They're watching me. And so I have to be able to go after something so they can see how to do it. And I also didn't want them to grow up and go, oh, adulthood's not that fun. We don't get to dream anymore, right? That's just not what we want for our kids. We want them to have a better life than we had. And so even though I lost my initial dream when I took them off the shelf, it, they just shifted. It was different dreams, but it took a long time to figure out how to get that dream and that spark back in me to actually go after a goal. I love that. Inspiring your kids to dream by like walking it out for them. That's so beautiful. And I love what you said about um, sitting down with those questions. I, I so believe that questions are such a great like Kickstarter to your dreams, pondering, sitting and having thinking time with a question like, where do you want to travel or what would bring you joy this week? Um, those are great questions to sit with. So let's peel back some of your dreams, Gabe, that you have accomplished. And I would love to hear the journey. I know you've written a book or two. So tell us about that journey of becoming a published author. Yeah, that has been a dream that I had. That dream never changed. Well, it changed a little bit because I always thought I was going to write fiction. Well, I started with nonfiction, but that's been a dream since I was really, really little. But it took me, I don't, I can't remember. I might've been 35. It took me almost 30 years to hit that dream, right? Because there were a lot of barriers in the way. There's a lot of fear. Like you said, we have to jump out of our comfort zone. We have, we have to not play it safe in order to go after some of these dreams. And so what sparked the excitement to write this book was the first dream I really had coming out of motherhood or coming out of like dreaming again 
was I started running just as a way of fitness. But then I thought, well, if I can run, I can run a marathon. So my first dream was to run a marathon. Then I ran it and I was like, well, what if I could qualify for the Boston Marathon? You know, so like it kept changing and getting bigger. But as I was going after that dream, it almost was near impossible because my marathon, my best marathon time in order to qualify for the Boston Marathon, because it's based on gender and age and time based in that category, I needed to cut almost an hour off my time. So I'm like, yeah, that's impossible, right? But I thought, you know, why not? Because I thought if I could hit that, then I can one, teach my kids how to do hard things and that you can do hard things, but also it would spark me being able to go after something and maybe have a different dream, right? So that dream was very impactful for me in that season, but I did hit it. And what I learned from it was I actually took a lot of different success principles and mental training. And that's how I was able to hit that goal and um, accomplish something. And I wanted, I realized I had a book. I realized it sparked uh, an idea to be able to help others take a dream or an idea and bring it to the finish line. And so that was this, the journey to my first book, which is called Mind Over Marathon, Overcoming Mental Barriers in the Race of Life. So it's not for runners, but runners will love it because there's a lot of running analogy in there because I feel like running is just, that's that's life, right? Life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so that's, that's kind of the journey of how it started. Um, maybe we want to talk a little bit about the struggles I've had in writing that first book, because that first book took about five years, <laughs> which probably didn't need to take that long. Well, that makes sense. I mean, the first time you do something uh, and you, especially if you don't have someone like holding your hand, that's gone that path before you with their machete and they're like, you know, this is how you go. Like, of course, you know, especially and as a mom, um, I was so intrigued by what you said, how, when you, when you finally did the first thing, another dream was born. And I was just doing an interview with my friend, Amanda, and she was talking about how I was talking about our wealth journey or like when you're, when you have this big goal or this big mountain you want to climb, which is the same thing, like for the marathon, right? This big mountain you want to climb. My big mountain would be just to do a marathon because running to me is absolute torture. Like I would have to be lit on fire and chased by a bear to run a marathon. But it, let's say that was the mountain I'm trying to climb or the one you were trying to climb. It was like you got halfway up the mountain and the top of the mountain changed. Now your dream was Boston Marathon. It was qualifying. Like it's so neat how when you just finally start taking the action, the the peak it's not that it's this elusive thing that never you never touch it's like the dream morphs when you're in motion but you have to get in motion even if it's just the next right thing the next little step um and that was just so neat it was like the mountain moves the mountain morphs and it's supposed to you know our goal changes like you had this goal of like accomplishing it now you had this goal of shaving an hour off you know which i'm sure was shaving five ten minutes off until you finally got to an hour and the whole thing shifted once you started up the hill and that's okay. Like dreams aren't supposed to be fully laid out with an exact plan. When you get started, you can have something mapped out, of course, but it's going to morph. It's going to change. It's going to take you on a journey, especially when God is leading you through it. It's you're definitely going to go a path you didn't expect at first. Right. But oh, I just love absolutely. Yeah. I, and that's so true because 
I always think faith is in motion, right? We can't just sit and expect something to happen. We have to be in motion. And we also have to be in motion for God to move us, like to, to direct us and put us a different way. Right. And I love what you said about the map. Like, I think it's really important for us to have a game plan when it comes to our goals and to map out how we can accomplish it, have that strategy. But the biggest thing that we need is the flexibility because it really isn't usually going to be plan A that gets us to that mountaintop. It's going to be plan C or D or Z. And we have to be flexible enough or actually see how we can shift or when we need to pivot or what's not working or listen and hear what God's saying. Um, and sometimes it's pivoting completely to a different dream. And sometimes it's just shifting our mindset a little bit so that we can hit it. So I love how you were talking about that. That's awesome. So what was your, speaking of printing stuff, what was your publishing route? Did you do traditional? Did you self-publish? How did that journey go for you? I'm obviously super curious as a print gal. Yeah, that was a journey in itself because I didn't want to make the wrong decision, right? I think that's the problem is a lot of times we don't start because we have all these decision fatigue and we don't know what to do and we want the right thing. But what we realize is the right thing could be the wrong, the right thing at that time. And it could change. Right. And so I was kind of like, do I go for a publisher? Do I self-publish? And I, you know, was looking and researching and doing all the things and realized that, um, what I wanted was to be able to own my book and be able to do many different things with it, whatever I felt like I was supposed to. And so I decided to go the self-publishing route, which was a journey in itself. Cause I had to learn all things self-publishing because I had nobody there to actually, do the things for me. But I did learn um, with the publishing route that they don't do a whole lot of marketing for you. You're still kind of very active in that part. And that's one of the mm. other reasons that I chose the self-publishing route. Yeah. Yeah. They still expect you to pretty much handle the marketing, you know, like they support it, but they're very much looking for you to bring the readers and bring the sales and the pre-order and all of that. Um, who did you use for self-publishing? I did it all myself for the most part. So, okay, so I, but like Amazon KDP or oh, right. Yep. I used Amazon KDP was the, I went between that and I think it was Ingram sparks. Cause I was like, okay, do I want to use a different publisher? Do I use, and honestly, what I found was Amazon was just easiest for me. I could get it out there. It could be in all the different places. I didn't need a hardcover at the, that time. I just wanted the paperback. So it fit the needs that I had and mm -hmm. it's a searchable, it's a search engine, right? So people can find the book there as well. So that's where I, that's where I chose. And I did also, there were a couple of things that I did hire out. I hired out an editor who did both the developmental editing and, um, the gr grammatical editing, because I thought that was a really important thing to have. And I did have somebody design my book for me. The first cool. book I, I had someone format. And then I realized, yeah, that was a waste of my money and time. I didn't really like how that went down. So my second book, I ended up doing the formatting myself and it was just fine, but I was scared to do it because I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. Well, now you know how. Exactly. So, Once you do so one thing, me, you know. So tell me what dream is on the forefront of your mind moving forward in 2023 and beyond? So one of my biggest dreams that I have now, I published 
two books now. The one is the mind over marathon about accomplishing a goal, bringing it to the finish. The second is victory run, which is about overcoming trial as you're going through goals. Um, and that came from breaking my ankle after qualifying for the Boston marathon the second time. So that's a story in itself, but I have a dream for a third book, which will be the trilogy of it. And I don't know exactly what we'll call it, but I think it's going to be something like, um, you know, from the finish line back to the start. So what do you do in between goals and how do you refuel and rest and energize yourself for when you have that next one that you're ready to prepare for? And how to dream again, how to dream again. Exactly. Because that's one thing that, you know, after I hit that Boston qualifying goal, I had nothing else after it. And so I almost went into this like mini depression, <laughs> uh, so to speak, after I hit it, because I had hit that euphoria, right? The summit, so to speak, but there was nothing afterward. And I feel like that's something that happens even, you know, Olympians are a good model of that. They go work their whole life for this one thing. And then once they've had that culmination and they don't have anything afterward, then they break down. And so that can happen when we're not dreaming again and coming up with that next thing. But we also need to be able to rest in between and not just go, go, go all the time, right? And have that hustle mentality. But that was that was something that I made a realization of and wanted to kind of pursue uh, looking more into as well. I love that. Yeah. Even like, let's say the other way, you don't hit the gold medal, you know, but it's over. <laughs> like, right. You know, it's like you could still, whether you were the gold or you didn't get any of the medals, you can still kind of go into that slump post whatever it is the dream is, right? And so how do you dream again after you already hit this pinnacle of your career or you you didn't do it, you know, like it didn't work out? How do you get back to a start line and find a start line and have a goal? I think the big thing I've seen and experienced when it comes to my career or big dreams I've had, whether they succeeded or they failed, if I go into that slump, it's usually because, well, obviously you have like dopamine, right? Like you have this dopamine peak or whatever serotonin release. And like, you kind of have like a withdrawal from that, like chemically, like that's, you can't help it. But um, I found that sometimes I will put too much stake in the goal because I have tied my identity worth to it. I heard a quote the other day that high achievers, we can start to believe that the excellent part of us is our work. And that is what's excellent about us. And when we believe that, um, whatever that is, whether that's a CrossFit goal or a professional goal or whatever, um, we can overwork and it becomes an idol and we put our, our worth in that. So whether it wins or loses, it's like, well, that's all my value. This is it. When like our values in God, our value is in the Lord. And I find so much peace when I just continuously hand over and surrender those dreams to him, you know, like win or lose it's yours. I'm going to do my best. I'm here. But like, I'm not going to live and die by this dream. You know, um, that's, what's been helpful for me in the journey, because I've definitely had some like failed launches, so to speak. And then it's like, well, I'm the worst. I'm just worthless. Like I should just quit, you know? And, and then it's like, well, where's my hope? 
you know, where's my joy? It's why is it placed in this silly launch and not in Jesus or, you know, in like living life here. And um, anyways, so that's kind of been my big revelation is like through launches, through high pressure stuff, through goals, making sure that my identity isn't getting too wrapped up in it. Cause I know that's my tendency and like, that's my weak spot. Oh, I love that you bring that up because it's such an important piece, the partnering with God. And yeah. I've found for me too, uh, a lot of times when some things are not going the way I want, or I'm frustrated or whatnot, I can pinpoint it to, have I been spending time with the Lord and have I given this dream to him? Have I allowed him to shape it and mold me? Right. And so one of the things I like talking about is, um, the refiner's fire. Like really we are just God's workmanship, right? And so we're, we're called to work, but we're called to work for the glory of God. And so he puts us through the fire. Like we need to get into the fire for him to be able to mold and shape us and refine us into these women of strength and these women who have the skills or who now have the tools in order to do what he wants us to do. And it looks very different for each person individually. But the one thing I've learned is that sometimes when I get into that fire, I'm like, Ooh, this is too hot. I don't want to be here. Like, and then I, I stray and I take the wheel and that's when things somewhat fall apart for me, or I go into those seasons of feeling like pity for myself or just that worthlessness. Like this isn't working. I should quit that stuff. And so I've learned that when I give it to God, which means not, you know, we're still in motion, but when I let him lead, when I say, Nope, this is you, you have, I have too much on my list today, Lord, you just need to take it. I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but if you take it, I know it'll be fine. Um, and then we'll see that partnership in motion. And it's such a beautiful symphony when we do, when we do take our hands off the wheel and we just allow things essentially allow things to happen rather than try to make it happen. Yes. We're in motion. Yes. We're doing the work, but knowing that we're doing the work for him more than for our self-gratitude. Right. So it's very, we see the blessings as we hit these goals and whatnot, but we also need, like you said, we need to remember that it's for God's glory. We're doing it to make an impact in some way. Otherwise it can become an idol and it can take the place of our relationship with God, which we never want. And it causes so much pain and so much pressure. You're doing it all alone. It's all on me. If I'm not doing it, nothing's getting done. I mean, you know, there's so many downsides to this. Um, yeah. So for me, that just looks like continual surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Here's my day. Surrender. Here's my dream. Surrender. I'm still showing up. I'm still working. I'm still, you know, rusting, uh, dusting off my rusty dusty and like getting to work. But I'm, it's that rhythm of surrender for me. So for my listeners that are, have a dream to print something, um, what would you say to someone who is struggling with a limiting belief around launching a paper product in the world? That's such a great question. And I would assume that um, pretty much all of us go through it when we are ready to print because we think, who am I? And actually, when I was writing this book, one, it's about accomplishing goals, right? And using success principles and mindset. And so I'm a mindset coach and I'm having these limiting beliefs. Like, I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know if this message is going to make an impact. All these questions that we have. One, one thing I would say is just know that you're not alone in the questioning because we all go through it. 
whether we're just starting out or we're million dollar business owners who are working on building a print business of some sort, like building a planner or a book. It, they still go through it because it's vulnerable. You're vulnerable putting yourself out there, right? And hoping that somebody, it impacts somebody. So first thing is that. Second thing is, I would say finding community. Um, find the support system would be super important, which whether that's just a friend that you can, you know, go tell them that you're limiting beliefs and let them encourage you, or it's finding a place where others are doing the same thing. They, they have this similar goal so that when those questions come, you can go, man, I'm just having an off day today. This is where I'm, where I'm stuck. Does anyone else have, has anyone else felt that where, what has helped you? Right. And, um, that's how I think that's the main thing that has helped me is to find that support system because people in your main network might not understand what you're doing. They might not be able to really give you that solid advice or um, help calm those worries that you have, but somebody else who's working toward the same thing will have that for you. So whether it's a coach or mentor or just a, a community support or accountability partner, that is the one thing that I've found helps. That's so good. It, it reminds me of this analogy of like taking this hike so through a trail you've never gone through you know and it's like okay I'm going on this really extreme hike and I've never done it before I downloaded a map off the internet but I don't know how long it's going to take me and I'm not quite sure the path if you told that to your parents and your friends they might go don't go down that hike you don't know where you're going you know like that's dangerous and they could try to blow your candle out, you know what I mean, of that dream. But imagine there's somebody, a trail guide that says, hey, I've done this 20 times. Uh, this is how long it's going to take. This is what the road, this is what the trail requires. This is the type of equipment you're going to need. This is how much you need to invest in your backpack and the materials. And you're going to go with me and I'm going to go with you every step of the way. And parts are going to be easy. Parts are going to be hard. Parts are going to be really fun. And we'll get to the end of it because we're going together. Well, I mean, that just makes more sense, right? Like that's that's what it's like when you find the community of people that have done it as well. That's why I love print school. You know, that's what I've created there, um, which print school comes with a Facebook group that's really, I mean, it's like the coolest group of candle flame uh fanners you know they're out there encouraging each other we're voting on cover art and we're giving feedback to to one another and then we do twice a month group coaching calls which is super fun because I take questions um live from all the students so I totally agree when I got started the reason I was able to successfully launch Horatio is because there was a girl in my office who did a Kickstarter to start her magazine. And I thought, wow, that sounds great. And like just watching someone else do it made it so much more plausible for me. Um, even though ours was very, ours were very different. I saw the possibility and I was able to ask her questions. And so I totally agree with that. Mm, that's so good. You know, something else I was thinking as well as you were sharing that it's such a good analogy um, is also remembering that you're not needing to speak to everybody. You're speaking to a specific type of 
person. Um, that was one of the issues I had in the beginning. I'm like, well, this book is for everybody. Everybody can get something out of it. So I tried to speak to the masses. I tried to speak to everyone, but then it kind of fell flat at first because I didn't realize that I needed to have that essentially target customer, if you will, because when you are writing specifically to someone, it resonates so much better. And so I think when you take the time to do that, uh, which can come in a lot of different ways, it'll build the confidence for you knowing that you have the message that matters to those people. Now, everyone else could read it. Or, you know, if it's a journal, they could get the journal and benefit from it. Right. But you want to target that specific person who it's meant for. That's so good. And it helps you really connect with them and see it as a person and you can get out of your own way because we're writing this and we're like, oh, this sounds terrible. I'm the worst, uh, you know, versus like, if you can picture the person holding the book that you're reading and just talk to them, it takes that focus off yourself and really onto them so you can progress and keep going. I see that a lot in principle too. It's like, we have to think about who this person is so we can stop stressing so much about the fear of judgment. <laughs> like what's everyone going to think when I launch this thing? It's like, you have to table that and focus on her, the person that's holding your product. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is my website, redhotmindset.com. And if you go to redhotmindset.com forward slash game dash plan, I have a workbook that kind of goes over how to dream again, like really breaking down that dream into the game plan again with the flexibility, but really taking you on a journey to be able to go through a goal that you have and take it to the finish line. So that might be a really great resource for you, but I am not on social media at this point um, very much, but you can find all the places to connect there. It's amazing. Good for you. Well, this has been so helpful. I've really enjoyed our conversation and we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Thank you, Polly. This has been an honor. Thanks for listening to the Dream Printing Podcast. I hope you learned something today and I would love to partner with you to make your print dreams come true. Take the next step by watching my free on-demand workshop at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash workshop. That link is down in the show notes or you can go ahead and jump to step two, which is go ahead and apply for print school where you're gonna get all my systems, the dream printing method, my contacts, my printer, all the shortcuts and templates. You can apply at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash print school. Yay! If this show has blessed you in any way, please consider taking five seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. I read each and every one and it blesses me. If you have a question, feel free to just DM me. Pop over to Instagram, DM my personal account, Polly underscore pain. I'd be happy to chat with you and just see what questions you have and connect. I cannot wait to see what you create and bring into the world. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved.